Amen. Well, I always say good morning. I want to say God morning to you today. Isn't it great to know that God loves you just like we're saying that he loves you just the way you are? No matter what the past, no matter what's going, he loves you. Isn't that something? That's a gift, isn't it? Speaking of gifts, guess what? I had a friend of mine give me a gift this week. Isn't that pretty? That puzzle? It's so good, isn't it? I mean, that's a peaceful thing there. And, you know, I've been pretty busy the last couple of weeks. And uh, so I'm thinking, when in the world am I going to have an opportunity to put that together? And I thought, well, why not now, right? Maybe you guys can help me out with that. So I thought, let's just work on that, okay? Hold on one second. It's only 500 pieces. It's only 500. I didn't do that for all of y'all listening. <laughs> so I just thought maybe we could, we could work on that. Wonders of nature, wonders of God. Oh, man, look at that. Isn't that really good? Beautiful pictures. Y'all see that? Y'all take a look at that? That's great, isn't it? Good. <laughs> good. Wonderful. Now, I know that it can't be too hard. Look, some of them already started. Y'all watch the time because I know it, it, could get, it won't take long. It really won't take too long. But uh, some of these, some of the, Oh, these are the same color. This is a good sign here. Hey, come on in, man. We got plenty. Come on, hey, look, let's do it. What do you think? Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I'm glad. All right. Well, look, those two go together. So cut that one off and make it go together. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Saw them. Wait a minute. Puzzle, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would have taken me walking with it. 
Because, you know, I can't stand still. You know, I love it. Well, I get excited about what God's doing. How many get excited about what God's doing? Both of you. How many people get excited about what God's doing? Yes, we get excited. Hair will be blowing back like this. Yes. Hey, just on a total side note, you know, I always got a story, right? We had a great privilege this week. We go from time to time. Uh, the worship team, me and Miss Tanya, were able to go over to Hampton Christian School. And uh, we love going over there. We get to go over and do some chapel sometime. And, man, it is a beautiful thing to see about 80 to 100 kids just praising the Lord. It's just, just praising the Lord and taking all that in. And I, I just it's, it's something else because we're praising the Lord. And God's just moving. And we see the principal. She's on her face just praising the Lord. And I'm going, man, God is, is just moving here. And I'm thinking, I probably should have changed chords back there. But that's all right because God can fix it the time we get back around. See, a lot of times we think it's got to be just perfect. It's got to be just this or just that. But let me tell you, we're not just perfect on our own. But in Christ, we are perfect, spotless. Amen? And that's what I want to be talking about today, getting the, the perspective of who we are in Christ, the big picture of, of what God's doing. Amen? So the scripture where we're launching off from today is Romans 8.28. Now, you guys heard of this many times, but I'm going to kind of break it down, right? And it says, we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, we're going to go and kind of dissect that as we go through. But I, I pray today through the message that the Lord would just reveal to us that he's in control. Is God in control? Amen. Even when we don't see it the way we want to see it, God's still in control, isn't he? He's working those things together for the good. And I realize, I want to say this up front, I know that we've got folks that's been through some tough times. And you say, well, you haven't walked through what I walked through. And I said, you're exactly right. But there's things that I walk through, you walk through, each one walks through. And you know, God doesn't leave us in that situation, amen? And even though we might not see how the good's coming together this side of heaven, we can trust in the characteristics of Christ and who he is in his word and his promises that we're going to make it through the other side, amen? Because he is a faithful God. So today I want you to know that God's working on our behalf. So let's take a look at the big picture living, amen? Everybody doing good? Let me say amen. amen. Well, when I was working on this a little bit, Tim? Okay, there you go. Am I, am I doing this right? When I was working on this, you know, the Lord was just showing me that we need to bring all the pieces. Oh, wait a minute. Let me fix this. I knew. I knew I would learn something this morning. There we go. Sometimes you just got to give it all you got. Amen. Well, you know, sometimes we need to bring all the pieces of the puzzle to God, right? And so many times, I don't care whether it's big, small, or broken, God's able, isn't he? I want you to know that God's able. See, when we submit ourselves to the Lord, he begins to assemble that great masterpiece in your life. I want you to hear something here. Regardless of when you bring it, where you bring it from, when we start bringing it to God, we start seeing things working. He's molding and motivating things and changing things in our life so that we come into the image of his son. And he's going to bring that completeness to us. And it's, and it's not hard for God, amen? Is, it, is, it hard, is there anything too hard for God? Not at all. Let's keep that mindset. Nothing too hard for God. So we just need to let the Lord be the architects of our life. Let the Lord be the architect of your life. Submit our life to him, right? Look to Christ to restore the peace and the purpose in our life. Amen? Well, what else we got? God sees the big picture. You believe he sees the big picture? See, God is not bound by time, limited by resources, or, or, or in any fear that we're locking down. Right? He knows the, the beginning from the end. His view is perfect. And just like we were saying earlier, his view of you in Christ is perfect. Amen? 
I, I got to thinking about this last night. I said, man, isn't it? see, we've been justified in Christ. You hear us say this many times, just as if we've never sinned. When we come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when we ask the Lord to come into our life and forgive us of our sin and trust in his finished work on the cross, he says, hey, it's finished. It's separated. You know, as far as the east, this and west, sin is gone. All right? Now, I want you to think about this. So, being sin free. Now, you say, well, we still sin. Exactly. But you know what? The sin penalty has already been paid. And God has continued to work in our heart to sanctify us, to set us, set us apart from that. So we don't have to live like that. We have the opportunity to respond in obedience to Christ. You with me on that? Now, how many of y'all owe a bill or two? <laughs> Let me go ahead and put my feet up here, right? I mean, maybe your house, your car. Hey, cable just went up. Man. Come on. Isn't that crazy? Man, I'm start drawing pictures on our TV, something like that. But so, so I want you to think about this. Now, we're talking about being sin-free. How would it feel to be debt-free? <laughs> yes! Debt-free! Man, now that just, I want you to just kind of trickle that through your brain for a minute, being debt-free. You know, nobody doing this. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, what about this, what about that? Debt-free. Now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? I want you to think about this. In Christ, you're sin free. And everybody said, ah, praise the Lord, right? Man, think about that. Sin free. That, it, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Because it's hard enough. I mean, it, when I said, man, well, you, could, you know, what do you think about being debt free? Everybody just had that look going. Like, there they go. I can see it, man. I'm on the beach. I'm vacationing. You know, just, it's just all these things, you know, the, the little, you know, going out there. But think about this, being totally sin-free because of what Christ has done. Now, if we get a grasp of that, it's going to change the way we operate, isn't it? You know, it's going to change the way we view things. I guarantee you, it's a good cure for the shovel lift. You know what the shovel lift is? This, right here. I don't know why that always happens to me. I don't know why they got a raise and I didn't. Come on, fill in the blank. Everybody's looking at somebody else like it's not them. You know, it's all of us. I got a mirror too, you know. And we start wondering about those things. But what I want you to really grasp today is the greatness of God's sacrifice through Jesus Christ for you. You know, like she was saying, she said, make it personal. He loves me. Oh, how he loves me. I want you to get that in your spirit today. So God sees the big picture. And you know, I want to just throw this out here. I've talked to people walk with the Lord. And hey, as I say every week, I'm preaching to me. We say, okay, you know, got saved. I'm, I'm trucking on pretty good. And, and then I make some bad decisions or whatever the, the situation is. God sees the big picture. He knew where you'd be today. He knows where you'll be tomorrow. And he still says, I love you. He still says, my grace is sufficient. Amen. That's a good word right there. Well, he knows where every piece fits. How many people, I say this every now and then, are glad that maybe all your prayers have not been answered in the way that you want them to be? Yes, yes. You know, sometimes I'm thinking, yeah, man, I, I wish I had this job, but I was praying about this, and God said, just wait, I got something better. Huh? Sometimes God just says, wait, I got a little something better. But, you, but then we go back and go, but, but I need it now. And he says, I'm still working a few things out. Still working a few things in the puzzle of your life. But you know what? He's the master architect. Amen? So let's keep on rolling here. What do we got? Got a few things. We often want to help God in ways that seem right to us, don't we? We just give God a little help. You know, he's a busy God, right? Uh, you know what? He can handle it. 
He can handle it. So many times, I'll just do this or I'll just do that. But what we really need to do is just be obedient to what God asks us to do, right? And if we do that, I think we'd see a whole lot of things go a lot easier. But that doesn't mean we'd always have life just, just handed to us and everything's fine, right? There's things, just what we've been learning. I love that verse we talked about. Me and Kevin talked about a lot uh, at Bible study. You know, our dreams still have what? Bumps, bruises, and setbacks sometimes, right? But you know what? God says, keep on trucking. God says, keep on moving. I'm more than enough. Well, you know what? When we're obedient to him, we can look at Christ with confidence. Do you have confidence in Christ today? No matter what your situation is, I, I pray today that what God's doing right here, that he lifts our eyes a little bit higher off the problem and onto the problem solver. See, that's where we got to get going. We, gotta, we can't just keep looking at what's going wrong, right? But look at to the one who makes things right. And I want to tell you, I promise you that God will overwhelm you with his goodness and his grace. And next thing you know, what, was, what were we talking about? What was that problem? Because you know what? It dwarfs the problem. The goodness of God dwarfs the problem. The grace of God is bigger than any other thing going on in your life. Amen? And you say, well, well I got this. I got it. I want to say again, I am not short-circuiting what's going on in your life if you've got a tough thing going on. Okay? But I want you to take and look at how good our God is and how big our God is and how loving and graceful God is in giving us his mercy each day, all right? So, what else we got there? He knows where every piece of the puzzle fits. Each piece builds us strong in the Lord. Y'all believe that? When God's putting things together in your life, you know, I tell you what, God spoke into my heart a long time ago about doing ministry. You know what I did? Just like what anybody else would do, I go, not me! <laughs> No, you got the wrong guy. That's what I was thinking, but inside I was going, he never gets the wrong guy. He never gets the wrong girl. He knows exactly what he's going to do. And see what I kept doing? I kept looking at what my abilities were and what I could do and what little bit I knew. And that didn't take long to look at that, let me tell you. But God says, you know what? I'm going to do a work in you just like I do in everybody else that will trust me. And so I said, okay, I'll be your guitar guy. God's so graceful and, uh, and, and great in his grace. He's okay, so that's it. You guys, the team there. When I first started preaching, I was like this, have my guitar. <laughs> How y'all doing? Let's go to John 3.16. Man, that was my crutch, boy. Because if anything happened, I could just burn out a song real quick. Oh, man, get back over there. Pedal back over to safe ground, man. Hold on to that guitar, you know? You didn't want to get out of that comfort zone. And now, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, still a work in progress. But what I started thinking about is just like I said the other day when the guy said, do you get nervous? Yeah, sometimes. And I said the same thing. What God is willing to do and able to do through my life outweighs the worry. So I need to focus on the wonders instead of the worries because God can do something with anybody right here, right now. Amen. Well, let's keep on going because he's taking those pieces and making us stronger. Guess what? Sometimes you step out. You know, I was thinking about this. The guy I was talking to that same guy about just ministry and stuff. And I said, you know, dude, it's not really that I, I'm, I, I said I get more worried when I'm climbing the branch. But when I'm all the way out on the little twig, I'm like, woo, it's all about him. He said, what are you talking about? See, when I get past anything I can control or anything I can do, I know I've got to lean on God. Takes all the guesswork out of it, doesn't it? Well, maybe I can, maybe I can. No, when I get all the way out there on that little twig, I'm going, woo, Lord, you're going to have to make this work somehow because there's no way I can do it. And that's why I see him do the best work. 
when I'm submitted to him, trusting in him, just giving it to him. That's where he's making us strong. Does it take a little strength to get out there? Yeah. We've got to trust him on every little, every little nook and cranny. And God says, look where I brought you. And I'm thinking, I don't want to look back. I don't want to look down. He said, good, that's exactly what I want. I want you to look to me. Wow. See, when I'm looking to him, I don't know how high I'm up. I don't know how far I came. I just looked at him, amen? That's where he builds the strength in us. God is good. Well, he lovingly attaches us to the next piece of the puzzle at the perfect time. Now, we know God's timing is perfect, right? Every time I turn around, I go, man, thank the Lord God's timing is perfect. You can probably look back in the week and see how God was working things out. Man, his timing was perfect. You ever been in a situation and you go, man, I hadn't run into this person for a long time, and boom, there they are. And you get to speak a word and season in your life. So I want to, just as we just hit this on a side note, know that God lovingly is, is molding your life. God is lovingly walking you through this thing because he knows the big picture, amen? That's big picture living, walking with Jesus, amen? So as we serve the all-knowing and all-loving God, it just proves his love to us over and over. Look to the cross. Look to the cross. But see, a lot of times we just look to the cross and we go, he loves us and he died for us. This is truth. But I want you to know he rose for you too, amen? See, that's the victory. That's the victory in Christ. See, we serve a living God, amen? Hey, we talked about it around, you know, uh, the sunrise service. When they rolled that stone away, right? They didn't roll it away so he could get out. They rolled, us out, rolled it away so we could see him. He did just fine with the Holy Spirit pulling him right on out of there, amen? And he'll do just fine working in your life if you give him access. So over and over, all we got to do is just take a little bit of time and look at all the grace that he continues to show us minute by minute, lovingly nurturing us into his dear son. And you know what? You know, when I had the puzzle here and I dropped a piece there and one in my pocket and things like that, anybody ever misplaced things? All the guys that have ever walked around with a screwdriver in their back pocket for 20 minutes, raise your hand. There you go. Amen. And then you sit down in your car seat and go, I found it. Oh, man, no good. See, God doesn't, he doesn't just put you on the shelf and say, man, where is that buddy guy? Man, where's Mike? Where's Bonnie? He knows exactly where we are. He knows every hair on your head. He knows you're going to be here today. So he knows that there's something in this message. Through the power of God's word, I pray that blesses you where you say, you know what? Lord, I need that big picture living. I need to get your view on what's going on. Amen. He's an awesome God. He knows where every piece fits. He builds it stronger each time. And his timing is always perfect. Always perfect. I cannot tell you so many times that I've seen God's perfect timing. You know, I wrote this down on my, on my sheet. If you guys want to write along any of these things that God hits you with, please uh, use your handout so you can come back and visit that and build your faith. I put little as much in the hand of God. And I started thinking about that. I said, I fed it that 5,000, which is a little bit of food. I loaded the boats up so much where they almost sunk them with fish. Right? What else did he do? It just goes on and on. Heal the blind man. All these things. Does God change? Never change. He said the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the forgiving business. He's still in the loving business. He's still in the teaching business. And he's still in the forgiving business. Amen. That's the God we serve. And I want you to hear that today. He's still in the forgiving business. Because you know what? We can bring it to God because he's got unfailing love. Have you ever heard of anything that God has ever failed at? That's quiet because that's right. There is nothing. And you know what? God is not failing in you. He's not failing you overall. 
He's bringing victory to your life as we trust him a step at a time. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Now, the second point the Lord really brought out when I was thinking about this. He said, love God with all your heart. Now, let's go back to the scripture a little bit and walk through this. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to, to those who are the called according to his purpose, right? Now, I just want to take a little piece of, piece of the time. First, it says, who is this for? Look close at the promise. Who's it for? Go back. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good to who? Those who love God. We loving God? That's the promise, right? Let's take a look at that. See, a lot of times people just say, oh, yeah, it's for me. It's for me. Well, let's apply ourselves. Just I love when she said, man, put yourself in the picture. Put yourself in here. So the verse says, to those who love God. And we'll get to the next point on the next slide here. I just want to take that a little bit at a time. So do you love God? That's great. Well, let's keep on rolling. What else has he got? Now, we've, we've talked about this before in Matthew 22, 36. But the Lord reminded me of this particular teaching. I said, you know what, Lord, let's, let's bring that in. That's good. Matthew 22, 36, I'm going to read a little bit. It says, and I'll give you a little background. It was an expert of the law asking Jesus what was the greatest commandment. And Jesus points into a loving father, amen? He's always pointing back to God, always pointing back to our heavenly father. Then he wants to share, wants us to share the love with others. Now, if, if you remember, we talked about this several weeks back. This guy was really trying to trip up Jesus. He was saying, well, well what's the greatest commandment? And then who's my neighbor? See, he was kind of coming at it. Uh, in, in a way that he was trying to minimize what God was doing. But let's take a look at this. I want to read it. It says, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Amen. If we could grasp that, we could be to lunch early, couldn't we? Amen. We could roll on out of there. But you know what? It's all the time. We need to just be digging in that relationship, just like with your children, with your, with your spouses, friendships. You know what? We need to cultivate that relationship. All right? And he comes on down here. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second like is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, I don't want to get back to where I don't want to re-preach something we did a while back. I just wanted you to see that God corrects his thinking and says, you know what? It's about love. Amen? It's about the love of God. And you know what? As I show you how to love the Heavenly Father, I want you to take that and share it with your neighbor. Amen? Are we doing that? So we look at this here. We, we see things and we start going through in, this, in life. There's, sometimes there's a tough patch of life. Anybody made it through struggle-free yet? I didn't think so. I mean, even at a young age, you, you, can, you can have some things that we have to deal with. But so, so when we're going through that tough patch of life, it's good to have the support and love of others. Amen? Let me tell you how important it is when you have a church family that loves you. Let me just say this. This time, we're not perfect. Amen? We're perfect in Christ and God is still working in us and loving us through this thing. So you know what? When you're looking uh, to get a good picture of God, you look to Jesus. And I pray that we reflect him well. But there's sometimes we miss the mark. And so we forgive and get back in the game and we keep on loving, right? But let me tell you, when you're going through a tough time, it sure is good to have some home team support in it. I know I love it. I know I think sometimes I think, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could take another step. And somebody says, come on, man, we can do it. And those lives that you've touched and those lives that you've poured into over time, when you think, man, there's just no fruit there, they're probably going to be the ones that say, hey, you remember what you told me? Hey, you remember that time you did this for me? You remember this right here? And God will use those seeds that you've thrown in somebody's life.
to help you to the next step. It's amazing. It's a beautiful picture. I can tell you over and over and over in my life when I thought, man, am I doing any good? I just take that head. Man, what's going on? Is anything happening? And then sometimes out of the blue, you'll get a call. You'll get a card. You might even get, it might just be somebody coming up and just say, I was thinking about you today. Ooh, man. You say, you know what? I think I can make another 20 yards. I think I can go another 50 yards. Isn't it amazing when you just get a little bit of encouragement? Well, we can encourage one another in the word of the Lord. That's why on Tuesday nights, we get to take some time and really dig in to a little bit deeper understanding of God's word. Everybody's welcome. Amen. So we, we go through this, but we need to be knowing the promises of God. And, and that keeps us anchored to the truth of God. Amen. So when we spend time with him, we start anchoring ourselves to the promises and the true character of Christ. And see, that never leaves us. Or forsakes us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. That's a powerful, powerful truth. So many times that we think, man, I just don't know. I, I'm not hearing from God. Well, maybe God's just saying, stay where you are. Well, I, I'm waiting to hear from God. Well, maybe God's going to use his word to speak to you. Maybe he's going to speak to you through this sermon I pray today. Maybe it's through some worship. Maybe it's through another brother and sister in Christ to give you that big picture living. To set you free to live for him. That sets you free to do whatever you want. Sets you free from sin so that we can serve an awesome, holy, amazing God. Amen. And make a difference. You know, I, I love this. As I was going back through some things today, I was talking to a friend of mine. And they said, well, what's been going on in ministry? And I said, well, you know, God's opening up some doors. And we've been able to go here. And you guys know we're going to be doing some traveling this summer. And, and also we're getting geared up to do one of our big outreaches, which will be the second weekend of July. Right here in town. And because we believe we need to get outside of the walls of church too. You know? We come in here and get filled up. Then we take it on out and share it with everybody. And when I think about that, it's amazing because that, that love of God just starts to flow out of y'all. It's amazing how God is just working in y'all's life. And it's such a blessing when you know we're on Tuesday night and somebody say, Yeah, Pastor Buddy, I remember about six months ago when you were preaching on this. I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of cool. Think about that when you're going down the road and, and somebody says, hey, I was just thinking about you giving you a quick call. Man, that makes all the difference in the world. So I want us to, to, to look at this. How do we show our love for God? How do we show our love for God? Does he get what's left over? Do, you know, do, do we just uh, say, well, I'm, I'm here on Sunday. I mean, I mean, probably make it like once every six months. I mean, come on, right? I want you to hear what I'm saying. And I'll hear what I'm not saying. Church attendance does not save you. Amen. It's a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm saying as we love God and we get the big picture living and God's doing things in our life, we want to be in his house. Amen. We should want to be in his house. We want to be in his word. We want to be listening to a few things on the radio that's uplifting. Amen. Because I'll tell you what, you can sure find some stuff that's not. It don't take long. So how are we serving God? How are we loving God? You know, do we start out seeking the Lord or do we just jump into our busy lives? I want you to think about it. I've got a little challenge for you this week, okay? Now, a lot of times, we'll just jump up, turn on the news and get overwhelmed with fears of the world and everything else. And now you start the shuffle lip syndrome, like I said. You start going on out there like this. You haven't even got your bagel and coffee, man, and you're, you're, you're doom and gloom, you know? That's why, you know, a lot of you guys are retired on Facebook. That's why I write what I write before I get out of bed. Right? Because I'm praying and I'm going to write that down because I know when I get out in the world, it can start trying to change my perspective. I said, no, I'm going to start with you, Lord. I'm going to start with you. 
right in the very beginning. So this week, I want to challenge you guys, before you guys turn on the TV, open the newspaper, anything else, open your hearts and spend a few minutes with the Lord. Open your Bible and spend a few minutes with the Lord. It's the best investment that I know. It pays eternal dividends. God's trying to get something to you. He's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get the goodness of God to you. And let me tell you, it can change everything. How many times have you read something, a devotion or whatever like that, and before the end of the week, the end of the day, before the end of your driveway, you go, I'm glad I read that. God wants to speak to you. I pray that he's speaking to you today through his word. So I want to encourage you to seek the Lord. It makes all the difference in the world. Now let's talk about the second part of that verse if you go back up here. I want to talk about that. And it goes back and it says, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Called means summoned, invited. You've been invited. You've been invited to a personal relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You've been invited to call God your Heavenly Father. See, a lot of times, our families here on earth can be a little disjointed, amen? And we view everything else up against the backdrop of that. But I want to tell you that our Heavenly Father can set things straight. He can bring forgiveness. He can bring grace. He can bring restoration to that situation. And you know what? You might be the only one in your family that knows Jesus. But it don't have to stay that way, amen? It does not have to continue on that way. You can make a difference. I tell you, how many know this? Getting the Lord to your family can sometimes is the hardest thing going. You can share Jesus with everybody on the work site, everybody you go, at the mall, at Kroger's, wherever you're at. But when it comes to the house, they know everything about you. And they go, well, he's just going through a phase. I hope it never changes. Amen? Oh, yeah, but you remember about when you, you were doing this and all that? I go, yeah, God forgave me of that. Isn't that amazing? You know? See, a lot of times, you know, now seminary and preaching and all that, the, the first thing they said, it's really not a good idea to use yourself as a, uh, you know, as a, as a role model or what am I trying to say? As an example, excuse me. All right? I say, why not? Because you get to see the grace of God, man. You know? I say, this is where I was. This is where I am. This is where I'm going. You hear this part? This is where I'm going. There's still work to be done. A lot of work to be done. But God says, I'm not scared. Trust me. And I go, oh, man, but what about this? And God says, yeah, I know all that. I still love you. Come on. Oh, well, well, but, but you remember, and, and next thing you know, if I just thought thinking about my past, I would be down here like this. And, uh, and okay, well, you know, is it almost over yet? If I was counting on me. But see, I'm counting on Christ. I'm counting on God. I'm looking at that big picture living saying, you know what, God, I know what you told me. I know what you told me. You said, preach that word. Show them, teach them, tell them. But I'm going to give it everything you got. And then, I'm going to get out of the way and let you do everything you got. Because that's what they really need. That's what we need is everything he's got. Amen? So I pray today as we look at that, you've been invited. My question is, what are you doing with the invitation? What are you doing with the invitation? You know? Think about this. you got a birthday party. You send out a whole bunch of invitations. A lot of people come. A lot of people don't. You open the door at the church. A lot of people come. A lot of people don't. But they're still invited. But they don't get the blessing a lot of times if they don't... Grab hold of what God's got for us. Amen. That's what I pray today. That you grab hold of what God's got for us today. Love the Lord with all your heart. What do you got to lose? Everything. Right? Love the Lord with all your heart. 
Because he's going to work in that. He's going to stir that gift up. He's going to stir those things up in your life. And you're going to say, man, how did I get here from there? You know? And there's one answer. Jesus. Amen? I just love it. When I look at stuff and I look back where God has allowed us to go in ministry, how God has worked things in my family, how God's working other things here and there, and I go, man, there's only one answer. It's Jesus. See, I don't have to be real smart. I can just look and go. It's pretty obvious. It's Jesus. You know, and I pray when people look at my life, they go, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. When people look at your life, they say, God's working in him. God's working in her. God's working in him. Hey, look, do not beat yourself up if you miss the mark. I want you to hear that. Because it's real easy to take what I said and go, yeah, man, that's it. You know, no, I know. Don't beat yourself up. Lift yourself up and look to the word of God. Romans 8, I love that chapter because the first thing it says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. If you are in Christ, you're not in a crisis no more. You're in Christ. That's a good place to be, amen? You connect them. You think people listen when E.F. Hutton talks? You know what I mean? that, man? When they crack that Bible, everybody go, swap back. The word of the Lord's coming forth. Let's listen to that. Man, hold it right there. You know, but a lot of times we got all this stuff on TV. We've got all these different things going on. We got the ear set in there, head set in there. And we're not listening. I don't even know what we're listening to, you know. And I tell you, I, I, I like to listen to a lot of stuff, different things. i never forget when I had, I had a 70L Camino. That thing was cool, man. It was so cool. It had the big pipes on it and everything. And every now and then, my dad, man, he was a good old redneck daddy. He just wanted to drive that. I'm thinking, why is he driving my car, right? I was up there. He said, he's going there. He said, you still asleep? I'm like, uh-huh. He said, I thought I might take your car and go get a biscuit. He never talked that soft before. He will take my hot ride. <laughs> when I would come home, I would have my jams pumping. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got it. He get out there. He cranked that thing up. Do what I heard him yell. And he tried to turn off the radio and everything, scratching and clawing and everything out there. He said, boy, what are you listening to? He said, the whole undercarriage could fall out your car. You never know. I said, well, he said, man, you almost got me, boy. You almost got me. But isn't that something? Man, Papa didn't like that. And then, and then, then later on, I was driving places, right? And my dad always chewed the back, you know. And I played music for 30 years. I don't always hear it, do and, you know, we go through a yellow light, and he's chewing stuff, and I thought he said go, and I, but he said no. <laughs> Ooh, I'm down, shifting up like, yeah, man, we're going to make it through here. He goes, boy, don't carry the old man so fast, son. I said, I thought you said go. He said, I said no. I, said, I didn't get it. See, a lot of times we're not thinking. We're not paying attention, right? I'll tell you what. It's something else. And I, I was the only kid, right? In all the neighborhood, you just had two on the back and down the side. I was like, Dad, come on. He said, well, you, you, you ride so fast, it just blows back. Because I wouldn't let him spin it in the car. You know, he had a little couple of minutes that gets on the car, but it's never coming out of there. You know? So anyway, how does all that work? You know what? What are we listening to? And not only that, when we're getting instruction, are we really listening to what they're saying? Or we're just going about what they think they're saying? See, we hear, but we don't listen. Right? I got a lot of that. I had a lot of that. But my dad was very gracious in helping me understand that. Amen? Yeah. He said, I'm going to help you with your hearing. How's that? He said, I don't think you ought to drive the car for about a week. I was like, what? 
not so loud. You just, you know, evidently you can't hear what I'm saying to you because the grass is still not cut. Oh, okay. He can work those things like that. See, a lot of times what we don't realize is we've got the volume of the world up so loud that we miss out hearing from God. Isn't that the truth? We miss out hearing from God. We probably miss out hearing from, from our friends a lot of times, right? For the texting and everything. You know, we talk about that a lot of times. You don't know what they're really saying. Because you can say, man, your hair looks great. Or do they say, man, your hair looks great. You don't know, right? So take some time. Maybe give them a call. Take some time. Speak to them. Take some time. Spend with God, amen? Love him with all your heart. We're going to keep on rolling. Well, you know what? One of the things he was showing me, that we need to trust God's purpose. Well, let's take a look at that. Have you really thought about what God's purpose is in your life? Now, we talked a lot about this in the last few weeks, but I'm going to give you a different angle on it, okay? See, I want us to wonder, want you to think about this right here. Do we really know what God's desire is for you? Kind of quiet, right? I'm going to help you with that. Check it out. God's ultimate goal for us is to make us like Jesus. See, we try to make it hard. Should I be a plumber? Should I be a politician? Should I be a preacher? Should I do this? this? Listen to the Lord, see what's going on. But most of all, we should be leaning in so he can make us more like Jesus. Amen? More like Jesus. Look, and it goes on in Romans 8, 29. It says, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. He's making us into the image of Jesus. See? He's taking those things in our life, and he's working them together for the good. Amen? And that way, when somebody sees us, we reflect Christ. Even in a crisis, we reflect Christ. Even when our heart is heavy, right? God can still be seen. I tell you what, many people in this room here, many people that I've seen go through some stuff, recently have reflected the Lord so well, and they've been hurting. But they still pointed the praise to God. That is amazing. That is a testimony to their family. That is a testimony to their faith. And that's a testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I appreciate that so much. It wasn't that it was easy. It was that the love for the Lord and their trust and faith in God was greater than the situation they were going through. Even when they couldn't see the end, even when the end didn't end like they wanted it to, it's I'm going to trust God. I'm just going to trust God. Because his purpose is in molding us to look like Jesus. Amen? As we become more like Jesus, we discover the person we were created to be. You ever thought about that? We're created in his image, right? Over and over, we're made in the image and his likeness. And that's a powerful truth. It's awesome to realize. Can you imagine that? That we're a, we are made in the image of Christ. But see, a lot of times we don't act like it, do we? See, when you got saved, your brain didn't get saved. Amen? Your brain still wants to do everything it did before. That's why in Romans 12, 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, what are you putting on your being, right? What are you putting in here? What's going through the filter? If it's not the word, guess what? It's probably the world. And what you're going to start looking like? You're going to start looking like the world instead of the world. God wants to transform our life to make it look like Jesus. Amen? Well, there's a few things I want to hit you with here. If we don't have the big picture, we don't know where we're headed. Anybody ever get lost? I don't know if my sister will listen to this. I'm going to tell you a story anyway. I love my sister. But it's scary, man, when that girl goes to travel. She travels all the time. She's got a GPS. But it must be in another language. Because I don't know how you come from where she was coming to visit and end up almost in D.C. 
<laughs> it was like, no, it's straight. You're over here. But you know what? She got a great attitude. She said, you know, I saw a lot of cool stuff. You know? So she don't care. She's like, man, this thing gets great gas mileage. You know? I was like, all right. And she said, you know, I was still here in time for, for dinner. I was like, well, if it don't bug you, it don't bug me. So yesterday I saw her Facebook page. My sister likes staying in shape and stuff and doing stuff. She's been teaching gymnastics and training people all her life. And, uh, and she's a little bit older than me, and she can run a whole lot further than me. So she decides she's going to go for a little run yesterday, you know, three or four miles. That is not a little run. That's like, that's like overnight for me. You know what I mean? I'm talking about I'm taking the gas on the motorcycle, calling home, everything else. If I was going to do that, you know. So she goes and she starts taking pictures. Boom, she posts this. Boom, posts this. Boom, she posts, I'm lost. <laughs> Man, I sure could use some brain crumbs. But she still got a great attitude. I'm thinking, I can't help you. I don't have any clue where you're at. So an hour and 20 minutes later, she makes it to the highway. She said, I knew if I got to the highway, I would find my way back. She said, I said, what about the phone? You got one of those fancy phones. She said, it's got a GPS. I said, did you use it? She said, yeah. It said, swim across the swamp. <laughs> she was walking. She said, oh, I'll be home. And no, oh, that's not good. You know? And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. You know what? But if we don't know where we're headed, we'll end up somewhere else. It's good to know where that destination is, right? Early on. And then walk to it. And keep stepping in there. And sometimes you've got to make course correction like my sister did. She had to get back to the main road. But she got back on the main road. And she followed the signs. And she got home. And then she showed us a picture of her shoes. And her feet. Looked like two daggone uh, Buick uh, commercial birds. You know, the big eagle like this and things. Looking like this. Man, I'll swole up. I'm thinking, I think I just rode a bicycle around the block. But you know what? See, sometimes there's bumps and bruises is what I'm getting at. Sometimes there's a few blisters on our feet when we take the wrong turn. But when you get back on the highway of life and trust God, he'll get you home, amen? He'll get you home safely. Did she go a little bit further? Yeah. But you know what? Again, her attitude was this. She said, when you get back on Facebook, take a look at all the cool stuff I saw. And she had just, she made a whole album of all these little, but she wasn't worried about it. Because you know what? She knows that God's in control. Right? Now, I would have been so mad, I would have been lighting stuff, trying to send smoke signals or something like that. Man, I've been looking for the golden arches. I've been going fading fast, man. Hours, 20 minutes with no road tricks. Whoo! Somebody, come get me. You know? But you know what? If we take the perspective of God and know that he's in control, he's going to get us home, amen. He's going to get us home. What else? If we don't know what's, what it's supposed to look like, you know, going back here, excuse me. The big picture. If we don't have a big picture, we don't know what it's supposed to look like, right? We don't know what it's supposed to look like. Where's my thing? See, when we threw this over here, right? When we put this out of the way, when I just kind of shoved the big picture over, I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. So it's real hard for me to, to, to put things together. See, when you keep the Bible shut, you don't know what things are supposed to look like. If you keep your heart hardened, you don't know what things are supposed to look like. Amen? If you don't want to forgive, guess what? You start narrowing your view on things. And you don't know what it's supposed to look like. But I'm going to tell you today, I pray that you open up and see that the big picture is Jesus. Amen. The big picture living I'm talking about is that of Jesus. Do you know him? Amen. And I thought about this. Where's the best place to find Jesus? Amen. Anywhere you're looking, if you just go ahead and open your eyes and open your heart and open your mouth. Amen. And that's what I want us to look at today. That, you know what? The best place to find Jesus it's one of the best places in this world. Maybe it's just 
in your, in your bedroom. Maybe it's here today. Because he's everywhere. Amen. He's always here. Read his word. Make it personal. And I want to tell you something. This, I, I, you know, I want to be uh, encouraging with this. But I also want to be. Uh, I don't want to say that. I just want you to be mindful of this. That's what I'm really trying to say. Get a plan and stick with it. Spend some time with God each day. There's so many opportunities for us with the smartphones, with the apps, with the different things. Hey, what about with this Bible? Hey, what about just reading His Word? Yesterday I was meeting with some friends and I got there a little early. And I just opened the Bible. And I started start reading. And I start reading aloud. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And when time Mark come over and banged on my door, I was like, hey, man, me and Jesus are hanging out. I was reading that. And I was looking at that. I said, Lord, I talk to you every day. Lord, I read your word every day. But sometimes, I'll have to be honest, sometimes it's just kind of casual. Oh, yeah, I've got that. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good word. I'll use that down here somewhere. But see, when I took that time, it made it personal. And I said, Lord, as I get ready to read this, I want you to show, reveal yourself to me, Lord. Teach me more about you. That was just my prayer. Just sitting right there in the parking lot. Lord, show me you in the Word. Wow. And that's why I selected this picture here. With the Word open. I just felt like God was just coming in and said, I'm sitting right here with you. I'm speaking to you right now through my Word. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray as you're sitting here right now that God's speaking to you. Through His Word. Through just a mere man. It's all about Him. So I pray if you're here today, you say, you know what, I, I think maybe I need to get that big picture living. Maybe I need to go back and take a look at that picture. Maybe I need to go and open my Bible. Maybe I need to go and just say, Lord, it's been a long time since I spent some time with you. I don't know what's going on in your life, but God does. And he says, you know, come on back to me. It's a beautiful, beautiful sight to know that his arms will reach down and hold you right where you are. Don't think you have to clean up. Don't think you have to make up. Or any other thing you want to add in that little box. All you got to do is look up. I pray today that you look up to the loving God that gave it all for you and I on the cross. And then rose again on the third day. Amen. Let me pray for you all here today as well as myself. Father, we thank you for giving us a glimpse of the big picture living. May our eyes fall upon you, Lord. May you just create a new heart in us, Lord, to serve you, to love you, to be obedient to your word. And Father, when we deviate from the plan, help get us back on the main road. Lord, I pray today for salvation for each one here. I pray if someone's here today and never given their life to the Lord, that today's the day. That they know if they were to take their last breath today. I'm asking you this each one personally. If you took your last breath today, do you know that you step into eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ? You said, well, buddy, I don't know. Well, the Bible's very clear about that. He said, there is one way to heaven, Jesus said. And that's through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray today that you call upon the name the Bible says. And we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved. And he says, whosoever believes in him will be saved. I pray today that's your prayer. I just look up here. I want to pray for you right where you're at. 
You can know that by calling on the name of the Lord. If you're here today and you say, man, this message was for me. Oh, you know what? It's for me too. It's for each one. And I pray there's something in here that you can apply to your life because that's the size of our God. He's a big God. And that's big picture living with Jesus. I pray that we get everything we need out of today, Lord. It's a message. But it can only come through, through you, through your spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, you take this message and make it so much more that I could ever do. Lord, hide me behind the cross and take this message, Lord, to your people. I thank you for what you showed me in my life, Lord. Forgive me when I fall short, Lord. Help me to continue striving for you. I pray for each one here, for those coming, for those that be listening online, that, Lord, they continue in the big picture living of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed.